I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the back. What up, what up? You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. I am Isaac Harris. I am a contributor to Mavs.com. I'm one of your co-hosts of this podcast, uh, this daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, my co-host, Nick Angstead, uh, from the Free Dawkins YouTube channel, uh, he is on vacation. This is day one of vacation for him. Normally, it is Nick and myself uh, talking every single day about the Dallas Mavericks. Every day, Monday through Friday, even in the dead period of uh, the NBA offseason, which we just now entered into. It's not really... <clears throat> it's been going on, I guess, since the end of free agency, but free agency is kind of still technically going on. As long as Vince Carter is still in need of a team, free agency is still happening. So I'm just waiting on that signing. That's pretty much anything I'm waiting on at this point. And just anybody but the Lakers, that's all I care about for Vince because Vince is my guy. He is my favorite athlete of all time. So I can't wait to see where Vince Carter goes. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, Nick is on vacation right now. He's going to be out this entire week. So uh, you get, you got your boy, you got me. And uh, I'm actually, uh, I have some things planned. I think it, his vacation might go into a few days until next week. So I have some, I have some guests lined up uh, this week. I have some uh, different things planned, but kind of give you an overview for the week. I'm, uh, I'm going to be taking Friday off this week as I'll be actually going out of town uh, for my other job uh, this week also. So uh, I have some interviews, some um, chats uh, pre-recorded for Wednesday and Thursday uh, with a, uh, a national slash local uh, reporter um, here in Dallas uh, for Wednesday and Thursday that I think you guys uh, will enjoy. And that's a fun interview and fun uh, talk about the Mavs offseason and all of that. Uh, you'll get a pod tomorrow on Tuesday, obviously, uh, from from myself. I think that'll be a solo one. I'm going to be talking about some uh, different things with Mavs, a bunch of kind of catch-all topics. But I'll be talking about Costas more on Tuesday um, compared to today because today I'm going to leave open for uh, a different chat I had uh, for today's pod. But yeah, and then heading into next week, I have some uh, different things planned. Been talking with a player uh, for the Mavericks and uh, thought I was going to have it for this week, but that'll be probably coming for next week uh, on the pod uh, for that. So anyway, I'm going to hold the ship down until, uh, until Nick gets back and then we'll get back rolling. But uh, today I have uh, a friend of mine that I got to meet back Guess about a year or so ago, in the in the esports world of dimes, uh, dimes was the first overall pick in the NBA 2K League draft last year by none other than Mavs Gaming. And if you're unfamiliar with the 2K League, um, you have the NBA 2K video game that is on Xbox and PlayStation and all these different consoles. And they partnered up with NBA, the actual NBA back you know, a couple years ago and said, hey, we're going to create an actual esports NBA league uh, that will take place just like the regular NBA, uh, but on this video game, on the NBA 2K video game. 
And each uh, franchise around the league, there were uh, uh, probably about half the league last year. I should have the exact number, but I don't have it off the top of my head. Uh, last year, uh, bought into the league and said, hey, we are going to be a part of the inaugural season of the 2K League. And different franchises across the league, from the Cavaliers to um, Mavs Gaming to the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors, the actual NBA franchises said, hey, we want to be a part of the NBA 2K League also. And actually, when you go to NBA.com, you can see at the very top of NBA.com, you can see the little icons for each of the leagues. You'll have the NBA, you'll have the WNBA, you'll have the G League, and there's an NBA 2K League uh, icon up there, too, that you can click on and go to the league's homepage. And so anyway, they create this NBA 2K League, and it's crazy. I could I spend a whole podcast talking about how this league runs and works. And I mean, literally each franchise sends their team, uh, their team of six players up to New York City each week and they compete on the stage where there's five chairs in a circle and they go 5v5 and just like a regular NBA, there's point guards and different positions and they run plays and all this stuff and just like a normal NBA game, but it's all played uh, on, on, a cons- on a console using a controller. And it's crazy. And so back last year, like you guys know, I said at the very beginning, I'm a contributor to Mavs.com. And uh, one of my roles last year with uh, the Mavericks organization was I covered and I wrote about the Mavs gaming team in the very first season. And uh, so I went every single week and I hung out with the Mavs gaming team. I talked about them. I was pretty much their version of a beat writer last year. And so I, I literally talked to him every week about their matchup and did previews and recaps and, um, and kind of feature stories on what would happen throughout the season. And I, uh, they sent me up to New York City uh, last year, got to experience what it was like in person there at the eSports uh, facility in, in New York City. And it was super fun. And uh, it, it brought a whole different perspective of seeing these matchups in person, the atmosphere on it, because I grew up playing video games. I, I still, I, I'm married with a, a kid and stuff, and I, I play whenever uh, I can. I, play, I get 2K every year. Uh, Fortnite, I kind of do a little bit. I play uh, Apex a little bit now, but... Uh, video games is, was always a thing. I grew up playing sports, and instead of going out uh, it's super late on the weekends to different houses and stuff, my group of friends, uh, after basketball practice on the weekends, we would uh, get together and hook up Xboxes and TVs at uh, our buddies' houses, and we would play Halo and Call of Duty and Gears of War and all these different games. And so video games meant a lot to me as a kid. And even as I get older now, video games is kind of like my getaway. It's a, it's a fun, uh, fun thing to do, uh, whenever I do have the free time. So video games, I never, I I've grown up or I'm in this, in this world now to where all of you listen to this podcast, you've seen over the past years. And I guess even decade, if you want to say, seeing the rise of esports and how, Video games has literally turned into careers and not just careers, but there are so many wealthy people in video games nowadays. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy for my parents and grandparents to even fathom what is going on with the video game world now. Now the thought of, you know, parents telling their teenagers, hey, you need to put that controller down. Video games are stupid. Now, like these kids can (laughs) 
turn it right back on the pants and say, hey, I can list out all of these professional gamers right now that make probably more money than you'll ever think about making in your entire life. And there's so many careers in esports now. So, uh, But it, it's just crazy where esports have come. And now you see the NBA 2K League is a, is another aspect of that uh, of that career field. And so anyway, Mavs Gaming starts last year in the inaugural season. I get to cover the team. It's super fun. I, I got really close to the guys and seeing them every week and their head coach and Jonah and, and Roger, the GM at the time and all that stuff. And then, bam, season ends. And they have a complete, um, I don't even know how to say it, uh, kind of shift in everything. We'll just leave it at that. They uh, overhaul everything, and they re- uh, they replace uh, the GM goes and takes another job. They replace the head coach with another head coach, and and they they keep dimes, and they trade one of the other guys in Dave Fry, and they uh, built this team over the past year of uh, these five new players around. Dimes is literally the only person that has uh, been the same uh, for the most part since last year. Uh, Dimes was, like I said, he was the number one overall pick in the NBA 2K League draft last season. And the Mavs gaming team, you know, won the lottery. They won that top uh, that top pick. And so after Dimes was drafted, I mean, we you saw him on SportsCenter. He was on... Um, uh, get up on ESPN. He was on in, in all these different magazines and everything as you know, he was the number one pick in this new draft and dimes is so good at his craft and what he does. And so over the course of the past year, I've got to know dimes some and uh, him coming from Cleveland, moving down to Dallas. And uh, he's just, uh, he literally is just a great guy. Such a fun guy to be around. His personality is infectious. He's uh, just one of those guys you, that walks into the room, his smile, you're like, man, he's just such a good dude. And uh, he makes everything fun. He makes your job uh, fun to do. And uh, it's just, uh, it, it's always cool to chat with him uh, about the about the league and about the video game, about everything. And uh, we went to the Mavs gaming uh, or the 2K event last, last fall. Uh, my wife got to come with me to that. And we saw the new uh, 2K19 last year kind of unveiled and it came out and it was really cool uh hanging out with the guys over at Mavs Gaming so I wanted to have dimes on I've been wanting to have him on for a while uh but just uh life and everything and what a perfect time for me to have him on now because right now the regular season just ended in the NBA 2K League and uh they're heading into the playoffs for the very first time first time in franchise history Mavs Gaming uh, will be uh, playing in the playoffs this Wednesday at five o'clock against the Celtics, and uh, so it it all the games are streamed on Twitch, and uh, yeah, you can go to Twitch. You can it's pretty easy to find on there. You can go to Mavs Gaming on Twitter and, and all of that. So uh, I know I'll be trying to tune in for that uh, because man, I I'm so hyped for this team. They've they had 12 wins this year. They're the two seed, and uh, so I know the franchise, the organization is super hyped uh, for um, Mavs Gaming and this opportunity. Mark Cuban and the guys they're uh, they're excited for this. This is huge for the organization. So I wanted to have Dimes on this week to talk about the upcoming matchup. So uh, <clears throat> we talk about the, new, the kind of revamped team. Uh, because I know a lot of you are listening and you're like, hey, I've never watched any uh, Mavs gaming on Twitch or anything before. I've never even watched somebody play a video game. Some of you are like, man, that sounds weird. 
honestly, when I when I, I I told myself that probably a couple years ago, I'm like, man, I can't say like my friends and I were that group of uh, friends that were like, man, seriously, I would watch somebody play a video game. Now my friends are texting me and telling me, bro, you gotta subscribe to this person on Twitch. You gotta watch this person play this game. It's so fun. Like all of my friends are subscribed to different gamers on Twitch and watch these guys, and they're texting me and they're telling me some of them have kids and like, hey, man, I watch this the streamer with my kid. It's so cool. So, um, now, now I'm there. I'm like, man, I'll, I'll watch these guys play. And it's so cool. The trash talking atmosphere of the game is it makes it even better. Uh, I love how hype they get when you watch, <coughs> excuse me, when you watch on Twitch, uh, you get to hear a lot of their interactions like during timeouts and, uh, just the, uh, the seriousness of it, how crazy it is. It's, it's a, it's a cool experience, but Dimes and I, we talk about this upcoming playoff matchup, this upcoming playoff run. Um, we talk about the team. He, he shares a bunch about the team, about the new head coach and LT. Uh, then we talked a little bit about 2K20 and some changes he he wants to see in the game, some stuff that I mean, he's possibly heard. Uh, we talk about Dallas. We talk about you know, like the city of Dallas, different things. I joke with him at the end about him playing Luka Doncic and, and all of that. So it's a, it's a fun chat with a, a good guy in Dimes. I hope you enjoy it today. A little different, a little break from NBA Dallas Mavericks. Uh, well, I'll be back tomorrow talking about uh, Costas and being waived and picked up by the Lakers and uh, maybe some other stuff coming up uh, with the Mavs and roster stuff. But today for the rest of this podcast, it's my conversation with Dimes, and I hope you enjoy. Man, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the num- the true number one overall pick, Dimes. Man, how are you doing, bro? I'm all right, man. Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Getting ready to head out. When when does your flight leave for uh, for New York? Tomorrow? Yes. No. So tomorrow's our last day of practice. We leave uh, Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Okay. Tuesday morning. Head out for for New York, and it is game one, the first playoff. Uh, I seen the tweet the other day and was like, well, I'm like, okay, well, this is true, but there's only been two years. But first playoff appearance in franchise history. How pumped are you for this? Yeah, man, it's, it's it's amazing, man. So obviously, season one didn't go the way we wanted it to and expected, but uh, season two is around new team, revamp team, revamp uh, Mavs org in general, and um, we just living up to the hype, man. We went into the draft with uh, five draft picks. We were the only team to only have one player retained on our on our roster, and. Um, you know, everybody was down us, man, but we went in, we killed the draft, got literally everybody we wanted, and uh, playing up to the potential that we knew uh, we had. Yeah, so explaining this to, like, to, like, people listening to this podcast of how, if they did this, uh, this, like, roster switch up in, in the NBA, what that would look like, I mean, it would just rock the whole league. The fact that you had a whole roster last year, and then you little and on top of the roster stuff, I mean, we have a new coach now. We have a new, I guess, GM now. If we, if that's what is that Trey's official title? Uh, yeah. So Trey was the direct director of esports. Uh, right now, Lance Sessions is actually running it, and uh, Coach LT, he's the coach. Oh, LT's the man. Yes, sir. So, so, and so in the two K league, you have a uh, you have a choice to retain two players. 
And uh, long story short, we'll keep it at that. Uh, We brought Dimes back, and then we have a whole brand new roster all around Dimes. And explain to me, give me a bits, a tidbits on your new teammates in Rux and Mo and Pete and all these guys. Give me a little bit, maybe a sentence or two about each guy that stands out about them. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I'll start with Sherm. So Sherm is just a defender, man. He's a lockdown defender. So Sherm's job is basically to lock up the other team's best score, which is usually the point guard. So Sherm will be guarding Fab. Uh, Sherm has guarded my mom, that man. Sherm has guarded BP. He's guarded Radiant. He's always going to guard your best player, your best scorer on the other team. So that's what he does. The good thing about Sherm, though, is that he also plays like point guard and small for like he can play a little bit of everything so him being a point guard himself he know what um like he know what to expect from the other point guard you know he knows all the dribble moves he know how to do them himself which allows him to then lock it up and uh stop the other team's point guard from going off so that's sherm um mo uh <laughs> the kid mo man he's a he's a wild one um the biggest thing about mo uh, when when we went to draft him and looked at him, we were looking at him uh, a second ball handler. So the thing about Mo is another person who can play point guard, and we drafted him to be our sharpshooter, so our shooting guard. So he can make plays with the ball, and he has good off ball movement. And another thing about him is he's a champion man. I think he has like sixteen uh, championships just in NPBA and WR, which is wow the next biggest thing. Uh, other than the NBA 2K League. So that was a good thing about him. He just has that championship DNA, which is uh, another reason that we got him. Moving on to Rux. Um, Rux is a very, very important person to our team. Um, the biggest thing about him, all right, he's our power forward, and the power forward position is sort of just like the utility player. So, you know, he can – he also plays we – have, we've had him playing all different type of roles this season. So the two biggest roles he's played was uh, Rim Sharp, which is just a defensive uh, build. So we have Sherm on the main score, and then we will put Rux on their second score, which is usually their shooting guard. Um, so he guards that person. So we just try to take out their, their whole backcourt. And you take out their whole backcourt, then usually the team is um, going down in shambles. Um, but the biggest thing about Rux is if he ever gets it going, we're winning by, by 30, 40 points, man. So that's the biggest thing about Rex. He's just that that power forward, that utility person, like that garbage man, so to speak. He's going to do whatever it takes for the win. Um, moving on to Pete, who was our uh, fifth overall pick. That's the center. That's the big man in the middle. Um, Pete is another known winner, um, no champion. He has around 11 championships, I believe. Um, he played with the team self-taught. Um, in the off season, um, biggest thing about Pete, one thing that I would say is very important, and the reason why I like him so much, um, is because he doesn't care about stats. Um, centers in the league, a lot of centers care about their stats. You know, they they will be less likely to help on this or help on that just so they could get the rebound and get that stat. Pete is going to do whatever it takes for the win. He doesn't really care about stats. You know, if he steps up on the guard and his man then gets the rebound and scores the ball, he doesn't care. He's like, all right, whatever. You know, we just we get it back next time on defense. Other centers won't step up. You know, they let that guard score over letting their own man score. And I, I uh, commend him a lot about that um, because – 
you know, it, it takes a lot. Like, a lot of people trash talking the league, and, you know, they'd be coming for you, but he doesn't care. All he cares about is the win. And um, great rebounder. Uh, one of the biggest things that stood out with Pete is his passing lane defense, his ability to steal the ball. So that was one reason we really looked at him. Um, then we have my man, Grant Monster. Um, he's been our sixth man this year for the most part. He played a couple of games when Rux was out. Um, I guess the funny thing about Grant is that he started on Portland last year. He was their shooting guard. And they had the best record in the league last year. And then he comes to this team, and we're the number two seed. Last year it was on Portland. They were the number one seed. And this year, he's on our team, and we're the number two seed. So I think he has, like, the best record in the league uh, for the two seasons that has been here. Um, Grant is a known shooter. He had the highest field goal percentage in the league last season. I actually think he has the the, um, highest field goal percentage this year as well. Um, Realistically, when we drafted this team, we knew we had six starters. Like, Grant could easily go to another team, starter on that team, and probably make an impact. And that this year, he could play center. You know, he played a little bit of center in the offseason. And um, he's just overall a great player, man. Funny guy, awesome guy, great uh, personality. And um, just really keep the team going, man, keep the team moving. We just have six guys who get along well, great personalities. And um, that's probably why we've been winning so much this year. The... I haven't got to be around this team very much. You know, last year, first year, uh, the 2K League took place. I got the uh, the honor of cov- covering that first Mavs gaming team. And uh, to see you all every week, I got to go to New York with you guys one time and see how this whole thing plays out. And uh, it's seeing just the, the team and the camaraderie around the team, I haven't got to see, see this team up close, but it just seems like you guys love being around each other. You love playing for each other. Yeah, which is huge. And um, I guess another thing to add on is that we had three rookies um, in Sherm, Pete, and Mo. All were in the top um, running for Rookie of the Year, and they all were 18 as well. So Dang. that's something to add on there as well. <laughs> so in last year, to talk about the probably maybe the biggest addition to the whole uh, team is LT. And last year we had Jonah Edwards, awesome guy, loved Jonah, and now Jonah's the head coach uh, for Magic Gaming Team in, in Orlando. And this year you guys bring on LT. Tell me, tell me a bit about LT. If somebody's listening for the first time and they're like, "Hey, I don't know anything about LT, their new coach," what what about him stands out the most? So um, the biggest thing about LT. Um, I guess his uh, biggest accolade is, so remember I was talking about the championships that we all had, um, myself, yeah. Mo. Uh, he runs that league. So LT created, it's called MPBA, My Player Basketball Association. He created that league, and that is a big stepping stone in making it to the 2K League. You know, it's where all the managers were. So when the 2K League was created, everybody was trying to watch us top players compete. And we never had a stage to compete on. We always had, you know, we were just playing for the love of the game. LT then created the MPBA, which is a stepping stone, a stage for us to create, uh, 
to showcase our skills on. So that is where all the managers, all the coaches, and everybody that's in the league now, they came to watch us play in uh, LT's league, which is MPBA. So that's the biggest thing about LT. Uh, He created the MPBA. He created that brand and built it up to be this huge stepping stone on making it into the 2K league that it is now. So that was a huge thing. Um, That's what a lot of people know LT for. The biggest thing I would say about LT that's very important, uh, just him as a coach, is he just knows when to be serious and when to be playful and when to joke around. You know, you got to have that connection with your coach where you can joke around and have fun and laugh, but also to where he needs to be strict and actually lay his foot down and put his foot down. I would say that's the biggest thing about having LT as a coach, and um, that has helped us win, you know, uh, this 12 and 4 record that we have now. 12 and 4. And what seed are you in the playoffs? Two seed? Number, number two seed going my, to the playoffs. My yes, gosh. Um, <laughs> okay, so last year, last year you had Harry. Would you agree that Harry was the biggest trash? Well, okay. Well, we had Dave Fry too. As far as tra- <laughs> as far as trash talking, I, I'm trying to get who is who is this year's version. Uh, if people that's going to tune in for this playoff game, who's the trash talker on this team that we need to be watching for? On our team, mm. or or is there one? So we, it's so weird. So we really don't talk a lot of trash. Last year we had Dave Fry, who was one of the biggest trash talkers in the league, probably still is. Um, so I guess this year it would have to be Rucks, and it's so weird, you know, because if you look at him, you don't even think like he's gonna explode the way he does on stage, but he really does. Like when we're like just front running, which is like what we call it in league, where you just got the lead in the beginning of the game or throughout the game, um, it'll probably be Rucks standing up, and then probably Mo coming up right behind him. So Rucks and Mo are probably like our biggest trash talkers, you know, I get mine in when it's a personal game or the other team have been talking trash before the game. That's when I really get into it. But there's no telling. Like, when you're on stage and you have, you know, them big moments and that adrenaline rush coming through you, anything can happen. Anything is possible. So, ain't no telling what's going to happen throughout this uh, championship run during the playoffs. And, and, I might do a backflip on stage. Who knows? <laughs> I saw I saw a clip. What what was the clip or the the teams earlier in the year where they had to get the like security involved at the handshake afterwards and all of that? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, well, it all originated from Fat or the Boston Celtics and the Hawks. They had like a little little scuffle throughout the season. Little scuffle, uh, first one ever. Um, and then the next one was when. Uh, uh, ourselves, uh, Mavs Gaming played Wizards uh, DG, which is uh, Dave Fry's team. Obviously, it's because myself and Dave Fry were going up against each other. Past teammates, uh, he got traded, you know, and uh, he wanted to win the game, and so did I. Fortunately, we came out with the win, so uh, after that game, it was a, a couple words exchanged, and um, you know, they just had to make sure everything stayed calm, and you know, uh, we moved on from the game. Because what, pe- well, what people don't think about or might know from watching is how close you guys are as, as teams next to each other. Like when I was there in New York, that's something that just blew me away of before you guys come down the stairs and face off against each other in this super heated atmosphere, you are in the same room. <laughs> like y'all, both the teams yeah. are in the same room and like in this close confined quarter quarters and like, 
you're in the same room. Like all this stuff can happen. You're staying in the same hotel for the most. And that's where, like you mentioned it before, like, like some sniping happens in the hotel and then you can be in the same room. And then all of this buildup leads to you guys playing on the stage. And so some people watching are like, man, why, why are they talking so much smack right at the beginning? I'm like, man, this has been building up for like hours and sometimes days and sometimes using social media, like weeks. Yeah. So like, um, yes, we stay in the same hotel. We'd be, we had close quarters all times. Um, there's trash talk on Twitter that a lot of people don't know about. Then there's the trash talk that goes on at the hotel that nobody really knows about except the players. So, and then a lot of us have a lot of history. So, I, I mean, just like with us playing Fab, um, Fab was literally the first person I've ever met on Xbox Live when I first got it back in 2009. So I've been knowing that dude for a long time. And then we have like to where we teamed up and played with each other and won, you know, so many championships together. Then we broke apart and then competing against each other for years. I mean, at least, at least four years going on five. So, you know, throughout those games, we're beating each other and all these people that's in the league, you know, been on each other for years. We've been beating each other for years. So something could have happened in this game that, you know, we still haven't moved past. So it's just like a lot of things that could possibly be built up and that could, you know, uh, happen throughout these games, you know, just coming up and just from playing against each other. So it's a lot that goes on and um, things are said in games and in the hotel and on social media with people cracking jokes and um, just everything. And then everybody wants to be the best. So that's another thing as well. What What's the line in trash talking? I mean, is it the same? Like you hear you it, don't you, go see, you see it in the NBA and then you see it in Matt, you see it in, in the 2K league too, like the exact same thing. What, does it ever cross the line on the stage and everybody knows, hey, that he just crossed the line? So it won't happen on the stage. Um, it, w- it would never happen on the stage. I would say it would happen on social media uh, or on the video game uh, before anywhere else. It would never happen in person and it would never happen in sta- on stage. Um, but the line itself is you just keep it 2K, never go personal. Never talk about someone's family or, you know, people's appearances or anything like that. Just keep it 2K. Keep it, you know, like if you think I second the game, then tell me I second the game. But don't talk about anything else other than the game. So that's just the borderlines and the guidelines with that. You just never talk, never go personal and keep it 2K. So with the first... First year under your belt, now in year two, on the on the league in general, on a on a macro scale, how have you seen the league change the most from last year to this year? The the league changed the most with I would say the production. The production is the biggest thing. Uh, with Matt Arden, uh, who is the production leader that they brought in, head of production, he has just changed the game magnificently for the 2K League. You know, just with the locked-in series and, you know, everything that they do within the Twitch stream. Um, like, just the production has been, you know, out the roof. Other than that, I would say the biggest thing that I've noticed throughout Season 1 and Season 2 is um, obviously going to, like, uh, you know, obviously we fly a lot, so just being at the airport and people know who we are um, would be, you know, like when I'm talking to someone. So 
let's just say, example, I'm in my Uber and I'm on my way to my hotel. You know, and you know, the Uber drivers, they always let it talk and have conversations. So it would be when I'm telling someone about the league, you know, season one, like, uh, they were like, oh, man, that really is like, people really can do that? Like, that exists? And now it'd be like, you know, you'd be talking to somebody and be like, oh, I think I've heard of that before. Mm. You know, like, so it's triggering something in their mind. So more people are understanding what it is and knowing what we do and knowing what the 2K League is itself. So I would say just, like, the publicity of the league itself and then the production quality from season one to season two. As far as the organization goes, you're now obviously in year two with the Dallas Mavericks and what has the organizational support from Cuban on down been like in your experience with the organization over the past two years? Yeah. So <laughs> Dallas, man, Dallas is amazing. Um, you know, the biggest thing, and I always tell people, man, like I say, man, I love Dallas because and the, and for the simple fact that the actual Dallas Mavericks itself from, as you said, Mark Cuban, literally down, once I came here, they immediately treated me like I was literally Dirk Nowitzki himself. Like, it, it, it's been crazy. You know, they always supported me, uh, whether it was something with my personal brand or the Mavs brand. You know, whether that's Dallas Mavericks or Mavs game, you know, they've always fully supported me and had the utmost, like, faith in me as a player and to lead the organization. So that was the biggest thing, man. They just, like, they literally support us with everything. Mm. You know, like, there's never nothing they won't do if they if they can actually do it, like, and physically can do it and help us, they would do it. And I think that's the biggest thing. when you When you get drafted to... A team, you know, a 2K team to where their actual NBA teams supports the 2K team and the 2K brand, uh, it's nothing like it. So that's the biggest thing I would say with being on, you know, Mavs Gaming is having the full support of everybody from Mark Cuban himself, who I've had several conversations with this season as well and um, last season and on down, man, like they fully support us and have the most faith in us. And um, that's why I want to win the championship for them so bad to, to show them that, you know, you guys have been supporting us and you had the most faith in me season one and we didn't make the playoffs. But season two, here it is. We made the playoffs. We had a magnificent year. And here's the trophy to top it off. So let's talk about that playoff uh, run that's about to happen. Going back, you, you mentioned earlier about to face off with, with Fab in Boston how big is this series? People are going to be tuning in. As far as, I mean, you're a two seed, but as far as looking at uh, fans looking in and watching series in this first round, I have a feeling this series is going to be circled for a lot of guys because of that Dimes versus Fab matchup. What's the other, take you guys out of it. What's the other matchups and the other things people will be looking for in this series coming up, starting on Wednesday, right? Yes, sir. So, um, I think the biggest matchups outside of, you know, it's kind of hard to actually think like that. Because yeah. <laughs> all everyone talks about, um, I would think would be Mamba Mo and Profusion. Um, so Mamba Mo is our shooting guard, who's uh, Mo. And then Profusion is the Celtic shooting guard, who averages like 27 points or something like that. Dang. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I think those would be um, the the next biggest matchup um, because 
you know, if either one of those guys get going, then it could be over for the other team, you know, very fast. So I think that would be the, the next biggest matchup, you know, that like that's what I would want to see if I was a fan, you know, watching the game. I want to see which one of these guys, because obviously the two point guards are going to do their thing. You know, which one of these guys are going to step up and really put, take the team over the top? That's what I would be looking for. So you play you play Wednesday at five, right? Wednesday at six, I believe. Five, well, yes, yeah, six Eastern, six Eastern. Okay, and then you turn so, right back around and you play game two right after that, correct? So you play game two at eight o'clock Eastern. Yes. Okay, so if you beat you beat Boston in round one, who's the possibility that you match up with in round two? The possibility would be Philadelphia 76ers or the Indiana Pacers, Pacers gaming. Um, those would be the possibilities. A lot of people think Philly is going to win it. I was um, going to say, don't they have your boy? Yeah, they got Steve. Are you talking about Steve's? Yeah, Steve's. Yeah. Yeah, they got Steve's over there. And then actually both teams have uh, a few of my boys. So Philly has... Steez, who I've played with uh, on my breakout team. Scraddy, who I've played with on my breakout team. And then the Pacers have uh, Ramo, who I've been knowing for like 10 years. Oh, dang. Uh, Played for Detroit last year? Yes, Ramo played for Detroit last year. Um, Wolf, who I've played with and won championship with sometimes. And then they have my boy Swizzirk, who I won $250,000 with on the Pacers. Oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so has a few of my guys on them. I'll put you on the spot with this one. Obviously, you would pick yourself. So take Mavs Gaming out of this. If you had to pick another team in the playoffs uh, to win the championship, who would you pick and why? Hmm. Uh, okay. Let me. So I would probably pick. You can give. Warriors. You can give me two if you want. I'd probably pick the Warriors, to be honest. Okay. Warriors have been uh, just killing it this season. Obviously, they won, um, what was it, the turn and the ticket. Um, They just have five players who can do, who can, like, actually make an impact in the game. And when you have a team like that to where literally all five can make an impact, it's really, really tough to be a team like that. So they have the point guard, Kino, who, you know, it's like the facilitator of the team. Then they have Beast Move, who literally can just score. Like, he, he, just, he just scored the ball. They have one of the best defenders in Gradient. Then they have Jen. So, so Jen is there. He's just, like, he's such an annoying, an annoying player because – He's he could just score the ball. He's scoring the ball on a position that isn't supposed to be that effective. So that's why, like, he's like that team is so good. It's really because of Jen, because most players, most teams have those two guys uh, who's like their Kina and Beast move, but not a lot of teams have that third player who is Jen on their team who can really just like score at the power forward position. Hmm. Like he really will score twenty points. And that that's what hurts teams, you know, that you have to then put one of your best defenders on that player. So then you're putting a, weak, a weaker defender on the point guard or the shooting guard, which is like a big no-no. And then type, they have a pretty good center in type. Um, very aggressive center when it comes to defensively. Like he will literally just blitz your point guard and make your point guard make a decision. Um, and I think that's why 
like one reason they win a lot of games because they're a very aggressive defensive team and not a lot of teams, you know, can react the way they should under that amount of pressure that the Warriors bring. So what seed are they? I'm sorry. What seed are they? They are the eighth seed. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. I like it. They are the eighth seed. They are playing against Portland Trailblazers first round. Portland versus Golden State Warriors. Oh man. Okay. Yep. We, all, we all know about Portland and my mom, that man, who's probably going to win MVP. And then they have one wild walnut who won MVP last year. I was going to say, I thought Walnut won it last year, but. He won MVP and DPOY last year. So Dang. they have the reigning MVP defensive player of the year, and then they're about to have the MVP for this season as well. So the hype right now for uh, for fans who play the game is about NBA 2K20. Coming out, what, probably mid-September, I guess? Uh, beginning September. Beginning, beginning September. September 7th, I want to say. Okay. Dang, come on, Don. You should know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought I'd think about that in playoffs. <laughs> so, when when 2K20 drops, just like previous years past, what what does the first week look like for you uh, on the grind in playing that game? Yeah, so, um, no sleep. That's the biggest thing. Not sleeping at all. I literally do not sleep when the game comes out. Um, But it's just a lot of learning, to be honest. Um, So, obviously, when the game first comes out, the the first thing I do is create my mob player. And with that, it takes me hours just because I'm looking at literally every little detail. Yeah. And... Because nobody wants to mess up on that first player. Because you make the player, then you buying, you're buying VC. You're buying, you're spending at least fifty dollars to make this player, and you're buying the VC, and then you don't even know them like how good the player is until you get him up. So you're spending a hundred dollars on that player. So you don't want to mess up and just you know like send your hundred dollars down the drain. Uh, I've been so, I've been there, did that before. <laughs> so I'm making the player, and then I'm going straight into like my career or pro-am and you know ranking the team up and ranking my player up um is literally just a grind man you just grind in the game to get your player as high as overall as you could be as fast as you could be um do you even play the story mode or do you just play pro-am yeah so my career is a story mode it has a story mode in itself um to be honest we play it and i play it but i skip the cutscenes, man because i really just be trying to to get into the games and like just grab my player. I'm, I'm literally trying to learn every move, the in, ins and outs of every animation. Like there's so many things that you have to learn and like, just like master scoring, you know, like the people who master scoring of the, in the game, the quickest, like are usually the ones who front runs and like start winning championships and win the early things. So you want to master the game. You want to, learn the ins and outs of every animation, of every dribble move, of every dribble package. Like, there's so much that goes into it, man. And um, obviously, I'd be wanting to have the number one team, which is breakout every year, first team to hit it, number one every year. What? What's the – is there – okay, is there anything about 2K20 you could tell me that you know Um. that you're allowed to talk about? I mean, I really – I really don't know anything, to be honest. Uh, everybody has seen, like, Running 2K's story, and, you know, there's, like, a lot of celebrities that went and played the game. Um, they really haven't released anything. Um, we're hearing rumors about Park and affiliations being back and stuff like that, which is a lot of people get excited for that are Park players. 
Um, then you see like just simple gameplay things that they might have like a little clip of. So like we're seeing that Takeover might be back, and then we're seeing that oh, this is a big one. So apparently, you know, when you rank your player up, you're able to pick what you want the attributes on. So say hmm. I'm a point guard and I get a, a attribute upgrade. I actually get to put it on my ball handling as to where this year, you know, I didn't get to choose it. So I could be a point guard and they put it on yeah, like, like rebounding. Like yes. bro, I'm six four. Like I'm not about to grab a rebound over a seven foot three dude. I hated so it's like that. for me to put that there, you know, when I could put it on like my speed so I could blow past that seven three guy. So I think that's the biggest one. That's the biggest th- news that I've heard uh so far. And that's what I'm really looking forward to because if I'm a point guard, I'm not, I, I might not put anything on rebounding because I'm leaking out and I'm trying to get a quick bucket and make a play. Yeah. I might be on my speed so I can run past your guy and get an easy layup. So that's uh, probably the biggest thing that I've heard so far. Okay. So when you're, so when you're seeing stuff like soundtrack stuff dropping or player ratings in the NBA, Mavs yeah. latest, like that stuff you don't care about or just like, all right, whatever. So I see it, and I glance at it, but, you know, uh, all players want to see gameplay. We want to see gameplay things, man. We want to see uh, what new mechanics is in the game, you know, and um, what new assets they have for, like, Pro-Am and, you know, our my players and things like that. Um, seeing the soundtracks and everything be cool and the players' ratings, but for the most part, we want to see, like, Park News, Pro-Am News, and my career news, to be honest. If they called you up um... – three months ago and said dimes you get one wish to be granted in 2k20 what would it be Ooh, one wish to be granted in 2k20 i would my wish would be that they host tournaments throughout the whole year uh that nba 2k hosts two hundred and fifty thousand dollar tournaments throughout the whole year of 2k huh that would be my wish. It doesn't have to be two hundred fifty thousand. It could just be a fifty thousand dollar tournament here, seventy five thousand dollar tournament here, you know, or whatever. But they just need to have tournaments throughout the whole year, um, so that the game stays relevant throughout the whole year and it stay. It keeps people active and you know, like super bought into it. And I mean, it gains some more money too because people are make, then making more mob players. They're making more my players. They're making, you know, um, buying more my team packs. Like, they're doing everything throughout the whole year. And it just keeps everybody bought in. And you mean tournaments for teams like Breakout, Self-Taught, Make It Happen, mm-hmm. all those guys? Yes, sir. So, teams like No Smoke, Breakout, Make It Happen, Throw It Off. Yep, that's, those are the tournaments. And, man, like, I don't understand why 2K really doesn't do it. Because it, it, it has so much traction and just publicity around it. Like, there was no feeling like winning that $250,000, man. Like, it literally changed my life. Literally. Like, you'll never understand. So, and um, like I said, they could do it. And, you know, they, they will literally make the money right back just from people buying VC and trying to get their players up and everything like that. So, so that would be my wish. So outside 2K, what other games you playing right now? Uh, okay. So I only really play one other game, and that would be Apex. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> yeah, Apex is the only other game I will play every now and then with uh, actually Grant Monster. Um, we play that sometimes, and um, 
that's it. But uh, throughout the years, just over the time, it's been Call of Duty and Madden. To be honest, those have been the other games that I have played. But um, see, I haven't picked up a Madden game in a few years. Yeah, I don't even think I'm gonna buy this one. To be honest, because I only buy I buy it and I play it for a year, mm. and then after that year, I'd never touch it again. Like I never touch it again. I mean, not a year. That month. I'm sorry. So, that month, I never touched it again. Did you ever get into Fortnite? Yes, so I was actually very, very, very good at Fortnite. Um, I played back when they had Greasy Grove and a Christmas tree and the double pumps and all that. I think that was the last then, time I played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then they like blew up uh, like all type of stuff and want to blow the world up and added like carts and flying stuff. Like once they did all that, like I, I kind of put the game down. But back when it was double pump and the OG Fortnite days, that's when I played. I was actually pretty good too. <laughs> all right, uh, last one. Just the city of Dallas. You came from Ohio down to Dallas, and you know back last year. And how's the city grown on you over the past year and a half or so? And what's your favorite part about living in Dallas? Ooh, um, favorite part about, okay, I got it. I got it. Favorite part about living in Dallas. And it's actually like perfect. So the best part about living in Dallas is we're literally in the middle of everything on the globe. So like there's, it's a three hour flight here. A three-hour flight here, like we're three. It seems we seem to be three hours from everything. As to where teams like the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings, they have to fly six hours to get to New York, and then they flights begin like delayed and canceled sometimes. So I think that's like the best. The best thing about living in Dallas is that it's a three-hour flight to New York. You know, I get on there, I put my headphones in, and I knock out for three hours, and then I'm up, and we're there. So I think like that's like the best thing as far as just Dallas itself. Um, it's so different from Cleveland. Um, I think the biggest thing that when I got here was the heat, but now it's like I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm used to it. But I went home one time to Cleveland, and I was like, man, it is freezing here. Like, it's cold. And my sister was like, boy, you in Cleveland now. You ain't in Dallas. You back home. I'm like, I done got used to Dallas or something, man, because, like, it was freezing in Cleveland. Like, super freezing. But, man, just, like, Dallas is just amazing. Like I said, once I, as soon as I got here, like, people were so friendly. Like, you know, not even just the match. Just people on the street. Like, that, just people are, like, a lot more friendlier and you know just happy man like and i think that's the biggest thing and um just dallas welcomed me with open arms so i always put on for dallas and cleveland for the rest of my life you and luca play a, a quick game there at the facility how bad do you beat him uh 100 to five probably <laughs> do i need to, do i need to help set this up i need this needs to happen 100 to five he'd be lucky to get five so, uh, <laughs> So th then if y'all stepped on the real court, would it be the same the other way? <laughs> well, it depends. Is he letting me shoot? Because I can shoot the ball. Like, is he letting me shoot? Or do I get ball first? Would like, you let him shoot first? on 2K? Would I let what, on 2K? No, I'm not letting him shoot on 2K. It, 2K will just let somebody make a shot just because they're losing so much. <laughs> so, no, nah, I can't just let him shoot on 2K. But, no, nah, yeah, he he definitely killed me in real life. Definitely. <laughs> all right bro man you're the best i once again everybody that's listening wednesday at five o'clock central you can go on twitch 
Let's support Mavs Gaming. First appearance in the playoffs in franchise history. And, man, I'm so pumped for you. I'm pumped for the team. And I can't wait to watch y'all play Boston this Wednesday. Definitely, man. I appreciate it so much. All right. You're the man. I'll see you soon, bro. All right, man. You too. Have a good one.